Good afternoon and welcome to the DTP podcast. Um, today I'm going to be talking to Jeff Hunter, the Managing Director of, of Premier Tennis, about the topic of wellness in the workplace. Um, and that's really obviously a key topic at the moment with you know so many people working from home and the challenges that we've got and i'm really interested to to talk to jeff about sport and activity and the things that he can uh, he does in his organization can maybe help and assist people with their mental wellness in these difficult times good afternoon jeff thanks for joining us on the dtp podcast my pleasure mike nice to speak to you um for us, uh, let's kick off by it'd be great if you could just tell people about your um, career um, as a tennis player and how that's really led on to what you do um, today with Premier Tennis. Well, certainly I'll I'll I'll, I'll give a brief uh, potted background. I, I suppose I've uh, I've been a tennis player all my life, really. I, I, I began playing tennis at the age of three. Um, I probably began in the womb, actually. My, my parents were both keen uh, players. Um, and so all through my life, tennis has been a major uh, feature. I probably peaked a little early. I was national junior champion age 12 and it's been a long steady decline since then. But tennis has always been uh, there alongside my schooling, my education, university and, and now my working life. And it's always been a really good balance for me uh, to, yeah, to, to enjoy um, a hobby at one point, a professional career and now an amateur sport that sort of uh, gets me used to, to to losing a lot as well as winning a few. Um, and, and what do Premier Tennis do? So that's obviously led on to you to having a company. Just want to tell us about what, what you do now with, with your company and uh, and uh, and how that helps all, all manner of different people. Yeah, of course. Thank you. It's it probably just worth saying it wasn't my intention. My intention was to to be the world's number one tennis player and win Wimbledon. That didn't quite happen. Um, so although I played professional tennis after university, um, it, uh, it, it wasn't like I then went into the tennis industry. I, I My first proper job, sort of age 24 and a half, was in the world of management consultancy. So if you ever need an advert for the dubious nature of a consultancy, you can imagine a, a failed tennis player trying to help companies run their businesses was was a bit of a joke. But but at the time, I learnt uh, an awful lot of useful skills, which I now use in, in my working life. I then went off to do a, a postgraduate, a, a business MBA. Um, and then it was after that point that I sort of knew in, in my gut, if you like, my passion was for sort of sport and the leisure sector. So uh, after a number of years in the world of events, um, working at Olympic Games and Wimbledon and the World Cups and so on in the sort of hospitality and travel side of those events. Um, after London 2012, uh, my, uh, my, my operational director role at a, uh, this events company came to an end. And so essentially I, I went in rather later in my career in, into the world of tennis. And so Premier Tennis was born and um, I'm the managing director of that business we're a community interest company so our social purpose is is to improve lives through tennis and we do that by um we we, we sort of tennis takes place typically in three settings uh, parks so we work with councils to support them achieving their objectives in tennis clubs so we recruit and deploy coaches uh, in in those um venues and then also in schools so similarly we will support uh, an educational agenda with sort of extracurricular physical activity and tennis tuition. So, so the business essentially is, is using tennis as a tool 
for good, for, for physical activity and increasingly recognising its benefit in, in terms of mental well-being as well. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to ask you about that really in terms of um, looking at your, your own career and your experience with with other professional athletes, because in the um, we've done loads of initiatives at DTP and we, we've got a really great one, which is we've trained up some some mental health first aiders. But one of the challenges with that is that um, um, people in the IT industry aren't necessarily the type of people to stick their hand up and say, hey, I'm struggling a bit with my mental wellness. And it, it strikes me, I don't, don't know how you find this in your experience, but with professional athletes, they're absolutely physically, um, extremely fit, physical fitness, top of their game. But are they the type of people to, to chuck their hand up and say, I'm struggling a bit with my mental wellness? How, how's that been in your your experience? Yeah, so it's an excellent question. And I, I think to be fair, it's an area that we we at Premier Tennis, but also I think just society at large is learning about all the time. Um, it's definitely the case, speaking generally, uh, that professional athletes or, or former professional athletes, and I think I'd include tennis coaches within that, um, you know, the, their career, their, their, their modus operandi, their 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 sort of get up and go is all about being strong, fit, disciplined, you know, being there for to lead a good example and, and you know, to, to, to deliver sessions, coaching sessions well. So I think, yes, I think it is difficult sometimes, depending on personality, to hold up your hand and say, hey, I'm struggling a bit here. Um, so uh, we, we are we are more male uh, in terms of the tennis coaching workforce than we'd like to be. So whether there's a little bit of machismo thrown in there as well, I don't know. But we we as Premier Tennis certainly are trying to create a culture of of kindness, of honesty, uh, of trust where we support one another. So whether whether I'm in the office answering the phone to customers or whether I'm a manager of a team of local coaches or whether I'm one of those coaches, we we try to sort of um, encourage and also at times challenge one another to sort of get beyond the niceties of working life and say look, how are you doing really you know you look tired so we, we we try to care for one another but it's it's definitely a journey and we certainly haven't got it taped um but so that's been our experience with colleagues it, what you what you want to avoid is burnout and there yeah. are often lots of young 20 30 somethings who who will grind out hours and hours and hours of coaching and and it's not necessarily good for their long-term health. Yeah and I guess it's it's about trying to um, perhaps in your experience of sports just just actually identify that with someone and say hey is everything okay because you, you played really well last week you've been playing really well and and tonight you just you didn't see yourself what what's wrong I guess that's part of the secret and, and maybe there's some some lessons there for the for the workplace as well. Yeah, I, th I think it's very transferable. I think there are lots of examples where sport um, can can ha have that valuable um, lessons for business and vice versa. Um, so, so for us as a as this sort of small community oriented team, we we absolutely want to practice what we preach. So our first step is to look out for our coaching team, and in turn, they are looking out for their players, their customers, and. I, you know, I, I, I sort of worth explaining that we're not talking about professional tennis players at the grass, you know, at the grassroots of the game. These are people, particularly in our park settings. It's lovely to see, actually. These are people who haven't got the right equipment. They, they're borrowing rackets. They're new to tennis or they're playing for the first time in 10 years. So it's a 
it's it's structured but very recreational at the same time um and our coaches yet yeah, they're there they're, they're trying to understand what those individuals objectives are for some it might be improving their tennis technique but for most it's about fun fitness friendship and as you get to know someone in in what is quite a personal service you know uh, every Monday evening at 5 p.m. or whatever, you begin to know that group of people, friendships and relationships form. And then someone is able to say, actually, gosh, I had a nightmare last week or I had a really struggle or I just split up with someone or I'm really struggling with the homeschooling of the kids, whatever it might be. And I do think sports and sort of team environments like that can be quite disarming that that shared experience can mean you open up a bit quicker. And I suspect we don't always find that in the workplace where careers and, you know, reviews and even income are sort of dependent on me apparently being, you know, invincible. One of the things we've we've tried to um, push actually with it within DTP is encouraging um, um, wellness at lunchtime. So when you when you're working from home as you are at the moment, you're not going to nip out and buy a sandwich or, or even just have a walk or, or certainly do any sport. And and before we we sort of come online here, you, you were telling me about the the actual numbers of people pa playing tennis pre lockdown were were actually up, um, which was which is a real pleasure to hear. But I think you was you were saying then maybe you could um, tell the listeners actually that um, it's about the fact that um, it's a really quick and easy sport to do. So you can go and do it in your lunch hour. You're more likely to than when you're at home than if you're working in the office. Do you think that's why why numbers are up at the moment in in normal circumstances? Yeah, I think um, so. So previously. Um, sort of generalising over the last decade or so, and that is despite an Olympic Games, despite Andy Murray winning Wimbledon twice, despite us as GB winning the Davis Cup, tennis has been in steady decline. And that is not uncommon with many structured sports. The traditional sports um, are fighting sort of exciting new versions as you know examples of new sports coming on the scene and activity but also fighting just the the increasingly sedentary lifestyles that we leave lead so so tennis and we're an example if we're trying to sort of fight back and make it really easy to play really easy to find and book a court you need you only need one other person to enjoy it with so it has some inherent advantages over over team sports but but you know to be honest with you it's just as easy or easier to jump on a bike or go for a walk or get out and run and we applaud and support all of that too but we think there's something unique about tennis it's a sport for life from young to old it's a, it's great for families it's great for sort of individuals one against one or doubles so and it's brilliant for, for both genders so there's lots and lots uh, that, that, that appeal with tennis and most people have either tried to pick up a racket or, or a bat and ball at some point whether it's at school or on the beach or in the garden or whatever it might be we're just trying to now make it easier people who have got out of the habit so on our website tennisnorthants.com as an example you know you're finding and booking a court in 30 seconds in your local park how do you think um we, we can encourage people whether it be tennis or or just having a walk in in, in the lunch hour um um, do, you, uh, do you think that's a good thing to be encouraging at the moment and and how can we encourage um people to do it some more yeah great it's a great question so as, as i said we're trying to make tennis easy to play and bizarrely during this pandemic year that we've just had um 
you know, th there were a number of things actually that went in our favour. So we found that people, obviously, they're home working more, so they're they're a bit more flexible with their time. We also found that some of the team sports weren't available, gyms were closed. So the tennis courts were really quite full and, and there were some new habits emerging. Some people would play a game of tennis before work, others during their lunch hour, others after work, and many sort of during the day. So wh whether it's a game of tennis that, that floats your boat, and I'd of course uh, uh, suggest that everyone tries that, um, or a cycle or a walk, I think this, this surge in outdoor exercise I wonder aloud, I mean, it's a great thing. You feel so much better um, for having sort of got that fresh air, got a bit of green space around you, had a bit of a sweat if, if, if that's appropriate. And you just feel, yeah, I think you work better, you're more efficient. So to all of us who think we're too busy, and I'm speaking to myself first here, um, and we, you know, let's try and create those habits, those daily habits and, and build on that, because I just think that that physical refreshment then flows into our mental well-being as well and we'll probably be happier as a result. Yeah, well, it's, uh, uh, I think um, with us, we see it as a chance for people to try stuff, try new stuff, see what works for you. We've actually done um, meditation sessions and had all sorts of people on those. It's um, it, it might be that this, this is an opportunity to find that new thing, whether it be tennis or cycling or something, to find that new new hobby that, that really works for you. And uh, we're going to be encouraging all of our all of our employees, I think, to think to do that in this period. I think that's a great it's a great idea. I think as a responsible employer, that's I applaud you for doing that because, um, you know, if, if we look at how work has evolved and changed and, you know, we, we do we do work hard and it's it's right to sort of punctuate that with with breaks and chats and conversations and, you know, and maybe just to, to dare I say it to an IT expert, but to to get off the screen and to go outside and breathe breathe the fresh air around us and if if there's maybe a peer if you can find a, a buddy if you like an, an exercise buddy or just someone to whom you're accountable might not be the right word but someone who you can just say look I'm going to try and do this what about you would you would you join me or what, what might your goal be you know and it could be it could be five press-ups it could be a couple of sit-ups it could be a walk around the block and you sort of go from there I think lots of the the literature that I've read sort of whether it's in the space I work in in leisure and sport or in uh, in other sort of uh, re research areas is is that changing behaviors is really difficult and we often set ourselves goals that are just too high and too hard to achieve but just start with you know just little small daily habits and and go from there and you, you can you can find success quite quickly and, and be a bit kinder to yourself <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a really good a, a good habit to have, and it it, it it might seem strange for an IT company to be um, encouraging people a, a away from screens, but we spend so long on screens. If you don't give, if you don't force yourself to have those breaks through the day, what you're ending up with is is screens morning till night, and then maybe sat in front of the TV later on. So just getting out there when the weather is kinder and and, and enjoying some of the great parks and open spaces we've got, and and just getting out and about, whether it be a walk, cycling, or, or um, for you guys, a, a game of tennis, really. Jeff, that's I been think a, absolutely, Mike. Jeff, that's been a, a, a really insightful um, um, look into it. How, how are you coping yourself in lockdown with without the? <laughs> obviously, you're really passionate about tennis, and and you've kind of had your arm chopped off in that you can't go and do it. How how have you been coping without the, the playing the game you love? 
Well, thanks for asking. It's, it's been an interesting one. Last year, so I turned 50 last year, as did my wife. My wife has long COVID, so we've been battling a little bit at home with this um, quite well documented now sort of fatigue syndrome. I have three daughters now homeschooling. So yeah, running a small business, um, being denied sort of the, the, the hobby that I would naturally do, you know, juggling things at home. I'm not going to pretend it's not easy. I think the phrase is it's OK to admit you're not OK at times. Um, so definitely last year was a pause for reflection. There was one point even at which we wondered aloud if the business would survive. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say it has and it, it's even poised to thrive a bit. We, we think tennis will return. But but I've definitely found moments when I've got to sort of look in the mirror and take a deep breath and just get a sense of perspective that that you know work is just one part of my life um but but my own health and my relationship with my wife and family and my friends around me you know i i hope that many many of us will have would have been just reminded of what matters in life um and if we can if we can take a moment to reflect on that and sort of do our best at work but not 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 recognize that it's the only thing I ironically I think I think we'll be better workers and, and colleagues and employees as a result absolutely and I I, I do think we're, we're we will um, um, there are some positives to reflect on and it's important um, to, to do that during these uh, challenging times and it's important that that we remember that really when when life is a bit more normal again that we remember what we've been through and and how it's been jeff i wouldn't uh, be, before we finish up it would be wrong of me not to have you on the the dtp podcast and not obviously challenge you to a game of tennis in the um when, when things uh when we can get out there and play tennis again so hopefully Mike, we'll be able to get Mike, together I, to do I, that. Uh, that 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 seems like an offer i can't refuse my only only request is we record it and your colleagues get to see a little bit of you in action. Absolutely, um, we would be. Uh, I'd be more than happy to do that. The only I, I'd really look forward to that. The downside is I think it will end all illusions between ourselves that in the back of my mind that I might just play you and win. But um, I look forward to laying down the challenge when when um, times are nicer. Well, it's about it's about taking part, right? So uh, I'm sure your personal best will be very good indeed. <laughs> well, we, we we shall see as soon as we can get out there for a game. Um, um, we will. So, Jeff, thanks for your time today, and and all the best for the for the coming year. As as hopefully as the weather gets nicer and people can get out and about and have a game of tennis. Thanks, you too, and good to speak to you. Good luck to you and your colleagues. Thanks, Jeff.